Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Carson Tyler, a sophomore diver at Indiana University and member of Team USA. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I am Aaron Rooney, and this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Uh, we happen to know that IU uses a whole bunch of Sideline Scout equipment as well as Moss Farms Diving, and that is where Carson Tyler comes from. He was a former member of Moss Farms and now at IU. So Make sure you get over to sidelinescout.com. Check out their poolside live packages. Get yourself set up with the best video replay there is in the business. Um, there's a bunch of new updates out for their poolside live. And uh, like I said, get over to sidelinescout.com and check out what they have to offer. Awesome. So jumping right in here, Carson, you know, just take us through your diving journey. We always ask that first. Um, and maybe along that journey, just kind of take a stop to let our young listeners know what the recruiting process was like, maybe where you took your visits and how you came to your decision. Okay, cool. Um, so the way that I started diving actually began when I was taking tennis lessons at about five or six. So if you've ever been to like Moss Farms, there's a, a tennis court and then there's the pool right beside it. So I would see them dive and a lot of times I would go and watch them after practice. And then eventually they noticed I was coming and the one of the divers on the team came up to me and was like, do you want to try it out? And I was like, sure. So ever since then, uh, I was on Moss Farms for like 12 years. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I uh, ended up getting recruited to Indiana University. And that's where I'm at now. Cool. Awesome. So um, you you mentioned um, the the coaching and who was the coach at the time when you were kind of that young, that young guy looking on at the pool who was there at that point? Uh, it was Ed Goodman, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. awesome. So, so, you know, you had mentioned that you were recruited by Indiana University and Drew Johansson. Mm -hmm. When you, when you went through that process, you know, did you look at any other schools or was it Drew reached out to you? That's where I want to go. And it was a done deal. Oh, um, it was different coaches. Uh, I just had reached out to a couple and some reached out to me. And then from there, I just had like conversations uh got to know what their programs were like uh what their facilities their coaches their team environment mm -hmm. and then from that just those conversations I really was able to like know which school I felt like had a diving program that could like help me reach my full potential and that's like what a lot like led me to end up at Indiana yeah awesome. so yeah I it sounds like I was in a somewhat similar uh conversation without you know the diving chops behind me I was half the diver Carson is but um I definitely made my college decision based on diving and you know the school was going to be the school part and I knew wherever it was going to be I was going to get a good education is that fair to say for you it was it was definitely more about you know the athletic prowess and where that was going to take you yeah I I think it was a lot of that, just like yeah. really a school that had a continued success in diving and especially yeah. the coach that was there, like Drew Johansson's yeah. just an amazing diving coach. Yeah. yeah. So, so what was it that stuck out or that kind of made Indiana or Drew stick out to you? Um, just the continued success, honestly, like you have Andrew Cavabianco, Taryn Gillowin, NCAA champions, uh, just so many Olympians to go through there, Jessica Prado, Mike Hickson just all of that combined, just that yeah. I wanted to ultimately go somewhere with like a team environment that was just like, push me, push me to the next level. And I thought Indiana was the place for that. Yeah. Awesome. 
Yep. Perfect. For sure. Well, so I did a little Googling before we got on here and um, I see that you are the Georgia state high school record holder. Now, for those who don't know, the Georgia system does it just a little differently than Minnesota or some of the other um, uh, states. What they do is a six dive, all optionals. They do a prelims and a final. So really it's a 12 dive total, all optionals. Carson's score was 878.95. So my question is, (laughs) you must have been on just like an all-time heater and everything had to have felt good. Can you take us to those moments, those dives and explain, you know, what, what's it like being in the zone like that? Yeah, definitely. And a little bit of like high school diving, the score is maybe a little inflated. So (laughs) 876 looks or 878 looks really good, but I mean, it was a great meet for me. Like in that, I just had the goal to like have fun, like with it being my last state championships with the teammates I've grown up with. uh, It was just an overall great experience to end my high school career like that. And like for other meets when I felt I was in the zone, I'd say it's a very similar like thought process of just like having fun and staying present in the moment. A lot of times when your diving's like flowing like that, I've noticed like I, I basically black out like yeah. <laughs> when I'm on the board. I remember before and after, but I don't actually remember doing the dive. You know, my body yeah. basically takes over and does all the work for instead of like me forcing the dive to happen. Yeah, for sure. So did you have a high school coach or was John your coach for all of all everything? Uh, it was like uh, technically it was uh, one of like the moms who was a teacher at the school so we could get around it <laughs> okay <laughs> but but john was the one that came to all the meets and coached us right. gotcha yeah that makes sense <laughs> awesome so so you know our next question was geared towards you did a good job already answering it so maybe um just to pivot slightly is if you had to give our younger listeners advice for as they go through the recruiting process what advice would you give to our young listeners that are about to go through that Um, I'd probably just say like putting yourself out there and like emailing coaches with videos, like putting your videos on YouTube or Instagram, just like really getting the eyes on you by those coaches is really important to really like getting seen and getting recruited. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So the next one here, I would love to hear your perspective on what your relationship is like with John Fox and not only, you know, as he was training you now, that relationship has changed ever so slightly. You now at IU, I'm wondering if you guys still stay in contact, how he's pushed you and what his role is in your life now um, with you working with Drew more commonly. Yeah. So I've pretty much always had a great relationship with John. Uh, He helped me progress so much as a junior athlete and really taught me a lot beyond the sport. I'd like, I'd say he was pretty tough on me though, uh, which is understandable because I I goof off so much. (laughs) Uh, But now that he's like no longer my coach, it's a little different, but like anytime I like need advice or something like that, I can just give him a call and ask or like give him a text, stuff like that. So he's like almost like a mentor now for me. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. I I think John reiterated the same things. He's like, sometimes I was tough on him. And I think that that war on our relationship at times, but you know, he speaks so highly of you and it's really neat to just see that relationship and where it is now as well. Um, 
you know, kind of to ask you just to maybe go into a little bit more detail, but um, from our experience of being at Moss Farms, we kind of saw the system that they have and how they go about practices. But as you made the transition from Moss Farms to Indiana, what are some of the similarities and differences between the programs first? Yeah. Okay. Um, so a big similarity probably just be the amount of basics we train. Like John would always emphasize very heavily the importance of basics. And uh, we do that here at IU the same way, just like tons of basic skill and drill. Uh, another similarity I find is like our emphasis on like film analysis. Like at, at Moss Farms, I would come in early, like almost a lot of days and just like watch videos on the computer, like get dialed in for the practice. And uh, I'm able to do that here, which is like, I love being able to do that, you know? That's awesome. So, and then now to take the next step, what are some of the similarities and differences between John and Drew? Um, I, the coaching's a little different. Uh, John's more like, uh, he gives it straightforward, you know, like, and he's uh, kind of like specific with the, I actually don't know how to answer that question. You're gonna have to cut that out. No, no, you're, <laughs> yeah. no, you're, you're good. So like, um, you know, what is something that's different about Drew? How about that? Like, as you've transitioned, what's some something that's been different about Drew you've noticed that's helped your diving? Um, I think Drew is is never satisfied with uh, any types of dive you do. Like, he always, <laughs> he always can find something wrong, like something new you need to fix. I mean, that's the sport, though. So yeah. I think that's a big difference. Uh, do you... I, Go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead. Sorry. Do you grab it? I actually asked this of one of my high school athletes. If somebody says, you know, this wasn't perfect, you got a B instead of an A. Does that motivate you to just keep pushing harder? Or does that maybe frustrate you? And you're like, ah, oh, man, come on. That was perfect. I didn't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, I definitely am like that sometimes. But uh, just like trying to let li- you get you kind of have to listen to a a great coach like that who knows what they're talking about. So yeah. uh, I find myself like being like, ah, oh, come on. That felt <laughs> so good. But <laughs> it's kind of have to roll with the punches. It's uh, it's funny you say that because so Aaron knows my college coach and that's how I always felt it practice. Like I would do like a double out and I'm like, oh, that one felt so good. And you'd come up and he'd be like, oh, I need you to dig more on the bottom before this. And I'm like, what it felt so good and and yeah. we were we were crazy back then we didn't have tivo or, or video replay because our coach didn't let us but it's like you'd come up out of the water and i'm like man i thought it was so good and i go back behind the boards and all my teammates are like that was the best one you've ever done i don't know how he <laughs> gave you that but then you know so how about when you sit down and think about it? i don't know if you ever had this i would assume drew has said this what does it mean then when you have a coach who is so particular and has that eye for when you finally do a dive and he's like, Hey, great dive. What does that mean to you when you finally hear that? I mean, it means so much more than it would. Yeah. If you always hear like, Oh, that's so good. Or yep. keep doing it like that. It just, <laughs> yeah. it means more when you get that. That was good. That was yep. good. Like just even yeah. that you leave and you're like, I got one and it was on a front dive tuck. That's yeah. okay. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, my question here is, is pertaining to goals. Um, we believe, uh, at least I do that Karsten's kind of one of those up and comers that, you know, maybe quite hasn't broke through that NCAA finals quite yet, but 
going to be here for a very, very long time. So first question is, you know, what are your goals? And then the second part of that is how do you manage emotions and expectations um, surrounding those goals? Okay. Uh, yeah. So honestly, my goal right now is just to train as hard as I can every day and ultimately be the best ever I can be. I, I hope by doing that, I can be one of the best, you know? Sure. Uh, for the second part of that question, um, the way that I manage emotions and expectations and competitions is just by staying present and having fun. Like I said earlier, like what cool. really helps me do that is just to have someone like to talk to while I'm competing and like play a game on my phone to keep my mind occupied. Uh, another thing that's important to managing emotions and competition is just like take every dive one at a time and don't get caught up on a misdive, you know? Yeah, for sure. So if you had to, uh, to sit back and think about it, what do you think is your biggest area that you need to improve? Whether it's, um, whether it's a technique, whether it's something mental or, or what do you think oh, yeah. is like your biggest area for improvement? Yeah. And it's, it's like the second, like managing expectations, I would say, like, mm -hmm. especially that, like, uh, cause of like how often I'll set an expectation for myself of like how I'm going to do in a meet or like what kind of result I want to see, you know? But like ultimately I'm going to always have that. It's just like the ability to be able to like forget about it during the meet yeah. and stay present. And yeah. uh, another thing is just like experience, like having experience not to like overthink when you're going into something like that and just like be able to trust your skill set. Absolutely. It it almost sounds like you're the thing you continually work on is is focusing more on the process opposed to the result. Does that sound accurate? Definitely. Okay, awesome. Um, so now kind of going into the next part here, you know, you've had so much success at, at USA nationals for, as a junior and junior Pan Ams, you know, what are some of the things you feel that as a diver separate you maybe from yourself, from some of the other international divers that you've been able to compete against? Yeah. I love that question. Um, honestly, I'd say like what makes me different from a lot of divers is like, I'm really interested in like all things flipping. Like I used to have like a G tramp account. If you know what that is like backyard trampoline, Yeah, <laughs> the craziest things on the trampoline. And it's just like very unconventional from a diving standpoint, but like, mm -hmm. I think it just improves your ability for overall, like air awareness or like movement abilities, just different things like that, that like not a lot of people do. Cause it's like unconventional, even on the yeah. spring floor stuff, stuff like that, like a round off back four, or like a, a cork stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that's really funny too, because in my Google searching before uh, we got on here, there, I came across an article and that was one of the things that you had said was I just like flipping in the backyard. <laughs> I just like doing flips on my trampoline. It's, I think it's really fun. And it, I have a young man on my team now and, and I read that part of the article and I look at him and I was like, who's that sound like? He goes, yeah, I kind of talk like that, don't I? <laughs> so I was like, hey, man, keep pushing. Maybe one day you'll be just as good as Carson Tyler. And we, we all have had a good laugh. I don't know that that'll happen. but <laughs> um, So talk to us about you know, similarities and differences between like USA age group diving and then NCAA at the highest level. Yeah, uh, I think a big difference that's like new to me is like while in age group, uh, you're on a team you can still score points for a team like a team title or stuff like that it's just not emphasized as much as ncaa like 
being combined with like a swimming team makes all your wins and losses just mean more because like mm-hmm. you have an entire group of teammates like counting on you to score points for like a big 10 or an NCAA championship so like I think it's different it can be like good and bad at the same time like just depending on how you choose to let it affect you yeah for sure do you uh do you get along with the swimmers for fairly well yeah I think it's like we have a good group of like swim team and uh I really, I, li- I like being a part of it. It's a good environment. Like it makes the competitions way more fun. Yeah, awesome. that was, that was kind of my job uh, was like hype man for the swimmers. Like we, <laughs> I don't know what it was about the hundred free and the 50 free, but I would just make eye contact with our sprinters, man. And it was just like, all right, here we go. I get to lose my mind and go cheering for them. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So, so, um, you know, we, we talked, we touched base on this really briefly, Um, And it was one of the major factors for you choosing Indiana. But as you come in as a freshman and maybe that's maybe like the thing that I think about is what was that first meet like when you walk in and you know what came before you, like the facility, the training partners and the coaches that came before you. What was that like that first meet wearing? uh, You guys are like the stripes, right? Don't you guys always wear the pants? Stripes. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was definitely unique, like. Even look like walking into practice, seeing the banners we have, like mm-hmm. just the continued legacy of like, and just being a part of that, like trying to continue that is just like, it's something like you can't replicate. There's not a lot of places that have that. So like, I think it was really just like unique, I'd say. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So then um, going a little further on that one, um, the legacy part at IU, you mentioned Mike Hickson, uh, obviously currently with you, Andrew Capobianco, and then you're right. kind of in that next wave, uh, with, um, uh, Quinn as well. What does it mean to you to be at a place that in my mind is the cream of the crop, the best in the country. And then how do you kind of fill in, you know, with your role? Yeah. Uh, it just means a lot. Like the legacy's unparalleled, like no one, yeah nowhere else has that long of like a period of success I mean there probably are like a couple places but it's not it's not easy to find some place like that with like all the coaches all the divers we've had so like being part of that and like trying to fill that gap or having someone even like try like put you in someone that can fill that gap it's just it's honestly crazy I'm just like so glad to have a part and like trying to fill that legacy that that continued yeah uh, us. love it love for it. sure so we haven't even once talked about school what uh what part of schooling are you in and studying in classes that kind of thing yeah i'm studying political science right now okay and what do you hope to do with that uh just uh see if i can get good enough grades to get into law school nice. oh wow good that's awesome you. that's awesome really cool well, good deal. We will get into our signature questions now. I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, um, we don't treat failure like it's a bad thing. You know, you're either winning or you're learning. So my first signature question here is, what is your favorite failure or your, just your best opportunity for growth? Yeah. All right. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories. So it was at the 2019 Junior Pan Am Games, uh, my first international meet ever. Uh, I'm competing the three mirror event. So I had like a great list. I did a 305 right before this, 
it was for like nines. Okay. And uh, so I had a great shot to win the meet. I needed 50 points on a 107C. I oh, no. As I'm going up and I've come down on the board, my knees just buckle. <sighs> I have zero rotation whatsoever. And I end up landing in a suicide and fail the dive completely. <laughs> the video of it is so funny because, like, in the back, you can just hear the whole crowd, like, gasp. And it's just me landing in the water in a pike. <laughs> it's honestly so funny, but like, <laughs> it's, it's not just my favorite failure. Cause it's like funny, but like in that moment, it was, it was kind of tough, you know? So like, I yeah. really inspired me to like get better, you know? And yeah. I still sometimes like think back on it and kind of use it as motivation, you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Ah, uh, that's funny. That's probably a dive that you hit regularly for yeah, <laughs> no, 70, so 80. <laughs> Let, let's, let's be super honest. He pro- you probably could do it standing for 60 points in your sleep. <laughs> now, I don't know. <laughs> Too good. All right. So the next one here, um, you came from USA diving world and now you're in the NCAA diving world. I always ask, you know, what can USA diving or what can NCAA diving do to improve? We just think there's always room for improvement. You know, both organizations do a phenomenal job and, and the United States has, has done really well um, internationally collecting medals at all the different games. So from the NCAA perspective, what do you think um, they can do to improve, whether it's a meat structure or however you want to take that? Yeah. Um, so uh NCAA diving, I think they could use like a team event. Like, you know how swimming has like a relay? Yeah. I think it'd be just so fun to watch like four divers uh, compete like on each board. I don't know if it would be like three or four, just something. I don't know how it actually work, but just like doing that and scoring it as a relay would just be so fun to watch. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And just like combining the score and the highest score wins, obviously. Love it. Well, I mean, even mix and match, like I hear that and I'm like, man, that'd be really cool. But even mixing, matching um, the men and the women, you know, mm. you work together to create a list or however right. it looked at that, that would or catch synchro. my attention. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Synchro would be crazy to watch too. Uh, yep. I think that could also like having an event like that scored as a relay would like incentivize like college programs to like put more divers on their team so they yep. could score yeah. that event, you know? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. So, so Carson, what is your favorite drill to do that you think benefits you the most right now? Okay. Uh, my favorite drill is probably the like high finishing back and gainer 0305s. Just like I think it's so important to every aspect of back and gainer, like takeoff, connection, come out, entry. And also, <laughs> I just find it to be really fun, you know? So, like, yep. It's got to be my is that- is that on one meter or three meter? Uh, either. Just like high <laughs> finishing, come out, just floating it to the water. It's just so fun to me. I, I got to say, that's probably my favorite to watch too. I've seen a bunch of you guys warm up and like seeing a double bouncing reverse one and a half tuck on three where mm-hmm. you, I mean, you kick out, you kick out and you're not even vertical. You're, you're yeah. kicking out at the board, which is down behind you. And then it's just a straight like you said, float it around. It's yeah. unbelievable. You just hold it until you get the water and it's just love it. So what is the best advice you've received up to this point? And it does not have to be athletic. It could just be like good life advice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
there's like two that have just like kind of one's like diving and one's like life so like yeah i'll start with the diving one so um i was like younger um and this one kid who's also like a backyard trampoline like he was really good at that kind of thing he did like world's first front quad landed or back quad landed and i was like talking to him i was like how do you how do you just do that like what what makes you want to like because i was so scared of dives at the time like Mm -hmm. and what he told me was just like don't think just do (laughs) just that it just like clicked in that moment and like stuck with me ever since like from then i just anytime i wanted to learn a dive i was just like don't think just do nice that's awesome that's perfect and what was the life one let's hear the life one now Um, so that the other one it was like super random how it came up so it was from my weights coach i was like walking out of a practice in the morning and uh he's walking in like for a workout and uh i think i asked a question about like was the workout gonna be hard or something like that he goes uh it is what you make it yep and then that just like stuck with me in that moment yep i think it has applications to like everything in life yep I, you say that and it's really funny. Cause I can, and I don't know, I don't know what Aaron's Christmas training is looks looked like, or yours Carson, but like our Christmas training at Clarion in college, excuse my language. It was hell. It was horrible. <laughs> like we just got destroyed. Yeah. Like we'd show up and, he, and our coach would be like, all right, you got 10 reverse two and a half pike today's on three meter. I'm like, what? Like, ten, oh yeah. Like we did crazy Yikes. numbers. And, and I hated that my freshman, sophomore year, and I had this, this like epiphany where it's like, Hey, if you have big goals, you just need to shut up and do it. And it, and, right. it, and what you just said makes perfect sense. Like it is what you make it. Like if I go in and I say, this is a hard practice, it's going to stink. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's probably going to be miserable. But if I'm like, Hey, this is a hard practice, but I'm going to get better. Like it, it changed my diving because I had so much more fun. Like I was like, I got right. better today, like way better. So that was yeah. like the fun part. So I thought that was, that was awesome. Like great answer. Yeah. Um, and it was just- such a random like it caught me out of nowhere i just did not expect to hear such like profound advice walking out of a morning practice and you want to know the funny part is it probably did not seem like profound advice to him it's probably his go-to answer anytime someone asks if the workout's (laughs) hard but for you it was it was what you needed to hear in that moment to just be like oh and it clicked um you know, so our question, our last question here before we kind of uh, head out is who would you like to hear us interview next? And it doesn't have to just be one. It could be multiple people. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear you guys interview Kristen Hayden. All right. He'd be great on the podcast. Also, yeah, Hickson. Hayden. I would love to hear him as well. All right. Yeah. H- Hickson was on. I've said this on our podcast, but Hickson was on Laura Wilkinson's yes. The Pursuit of yeah. Gold. Man, that one was incredible. So I was loved so listening to him yeah but awesome well so just a reminder for everybody um camps and clinics are on our link tree um when this comes out the episode's going to be uh out in july so i think most camps will actually be wrapping up but the more important thing is we will be having a clinic that we are doing down at moss farms carson's area uh with john fox and drew johansson kind of being the featured presenter um, and we are really excited about this it is a coach's clinic as well as an athlete's clinic for uh the seven steps so we're really excited. Um, check that out. We'll be having some graphics out. You should be seeing it on Dive Meets as well as our Instagram. And Carson, yeah. this was awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you guys. It, it was awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Glad to have been able to come on here. 
Yeah, for sure. So hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod and our email is the diving pod at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out with questions and follow-ups. Um, head over to divingpod.itemorder.com for t-shirts and hoodies. If you enter the coupon code DivePod at checkout, that gets you free shipping. Uh, once again, thanks, thanks Tyler, uh, or Carson. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I'll do that. I look at, I'm like, he's got two, he's got two first lot. names. I get, I get confused, <laughs> but, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us. It's always nice to, um, kind of expand our, our worlds and just find those connections. We're so connected with John Fox and now to see and, and be able to talk to one of his divers and see your continued success at IU is always fun. So appreciate it. Thank you. All right. We will see you next time.